Welcome to the Thrive Forever Fit Show. I am your host, Jay Nixon, and this show is all about disruption, inspiration, and transformation. My purpose and passion behind doing this show is to give you information, resources, and knowledge to help you move to the next level of life, to help you live that life of abundance and awesomeness that I know that you desire and I know you deserve. And so what we're going to do with each and every episode is bring you an action-packed, detailed-oriented, systematic approach to living your best life. Now, today's episode is sponsored by Thrive Elite Greens. Thrive Elite Greens is the best-tasting, most electrifying, immune-boosting supplement on the market today. I use it every single day to break my fast. One serving provides you with 12 to 15 servings of fruits and vegetables. And if you're anything like me, you don't even get close to the amount of fruits and veggies that you need on a daily basis. All you have to do is go to thriveforeverfit.com, click the shop button, scroll down. You'll see the Elite Greens along with all the other supplements that I offer. I promise you it is delicious, nutritious, and amazing for your body and your immune system as a whole. We're coming into that time of year, that season where people start to get a little down in the dumps with their immune systems, sicknesses, and illnesses, and all of those things. So do everything you can to fortify that with the nutrients you need to make yourself as healthy as you can possibly be. All right, guys, let's get to the show. Chris Saunders, my brother, how you doing today, man? Man, I couldn't be better. If I would do any better, I'd have a twin. That'd be a problem for everybody. <laughs> you know what? That'd probably be a problem for you. You're pretty high <laughs> energy, dude. You might wear each other out. <laughs> you know what, man? The first thing I want to ask you is, is one of the things that I love about you so much is your is your energy. And I love the, I would, I don't know if you call it a tradition or whatever, but I love following your stories of when you got the kids in the car and you're taking them to school. And you know what I'm about to ask you. I mean, everybody else doesn't, but like, did, did you just one day decide to start that? What, how did that come about? Like, I love it. Um, I think your 13 year old maybe loves it sometimes, but not all the time. Um, but, but I love how the kids interact with it. So explain to me what, how that came about. And then let's tell everybody what you do as you, you know, when you get the kids and you're driving them to school, cause I love it. Yeah. So um <laughs> Yeah, I, I, people comment on that um, quite a bit. Yeah. So, I mean, we're in a, we're in a very seemingly relaxed society now, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, you know, technology, you know, God love it, but also God hate it. I mean, it's, 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 it has enabled so much, but I feel like it has removed, uh, particularly with kids, that work ethic, that push to like, dominate right and yeah. so um so every morning uh, I, I decided like we're gonna we're gonna be at war with that mediocrity at the yeah. Saunders house right and in, in school and in life and so every morning this started with my 13 year old by the way so the school that I dropped my littles we call them the littles my littles off uh, I have a, a a seven-year-old, about to be nine-year-old, and a 13-year-old. But it started when Ella, my 13-year-old, was, you know, maybe in fourth grade or something like that. So she's been through this before. Yeah, oh yeah. Every morning, I'm time. like, what are you going to do today? Dominate, right? And then now, you know, we go through some other things. How you do anything is how you do everything. Right. In this family, we work hard and show grit. If you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. And mm -hmm. I, I just, I'm trying to establish the fact 
that they can do anything that they want, right? And we yeah. know this, right? You know, people are like, you know, some people are all about college. Some people say college is a scam. And I think at this point in life, uh, depending on what it is that you want to do, and I know you didn't say anything about college. I think, you know, if you have a specialty, you need to go get education on, you do that. But I feel like that you can literally do anything that you want to do with or without college. Agreed. You know, there's masterclass, there's, uh, you know, um, all kinds of uh, different programs. You got to be careful with the gurus and what have you, but there's all yeah. kinds of things that people can learn to do if they decide to do it. And I really believe it gets down to people having the desire to do it and then the, the, the commitment to just dominate it. So I'm telling these kids every morning, I'm having them tell me they're going to dominate their day. Yeah. And, and we're known as that family at the school too, because not it. only do I have them say it before, you know, while they're in the car, while we're in the school line, but also I, I try to ask them again, as they're getting out of the car, what are you going to do today? Dominate. Yeah. You know, so I mean, I think it's like, it's, it, I mean, I don't, I think the word programming has kind of a negative connotation because we've, we're all societally being programmed in a horrible way right now. Yeah. So I think what yeah. you're doing is you're trying to, you're, you're going to, you're saying, Hey man, we're not going to do that. We're going to, we're going to take this program and put and plug it in. And that creates those neural pathways where I guarantee you, whenever they're in a situation, the first thought that comes to their mind is I'm going to dominate the situation as opposed to, right. It's like you said, I think social media is a gift and a curse. I think it's done so many great things for us, but it's also could be the biggest dumpster fire that we've ever created for ourselves. And I think there's not enough of that mindset of you can be, do, and have anything you desire. So I love the fact that you are instilling, I don't have kids, but I always say if I did, like, you know, I, I call my metaphorical or my, my pretend kid Thor. I always say, you know, Thor might not have any friends because he would be so different than everybody else like they, they'd be like hey Thor you want to come they, he wouldn't get invited to birthday parties or anything because he'd be all about domination and winning and and just wanting to be the best version of himself so I love that man I think that is something that I'm consistently preaching this because I deal with a lot of like weight loss and transformation and things of that nature so I'm consistently trying to tell the parents I'm like listen they are watching and emulating every single thing you do and if you don't want to raise a kid that has to deal with obesity and, and weight problems and, and the teasing and the bullying and stuff like that, you got to get your stuff straight so they can get their stuff straight. It, it is, I, it, as a, so the number one job I have is, is being a dad. It's being yeah. a, I, and I don't go by daddy. I, I'm daddy. I'm not a dad. Um, is to prepare them for life. Yeah. Like to prepare them at, you know, age 18 or age 22, whether they go to college or not. And of course we all want our kids to go to college but we don't want our kids to go to college for little bullshit. Yeah, like basket studies. studies. Like, let's find a path you want to be on. Let's find out what you need to get down that path and then go dominate it, right? But our job uh, as parents is to prepare them for life. And so, you know, owning a business all of these years, I have seen the mediocrity just go up like this. And it gets down to, and again, it's like technology is a gift or a curse. I really, I really believe that um, that technology has removed a lot of the basics in life. And the, the, I feel like the number one thing that's going to be the sheer standout in the future is going to be work ethic and or the two things: work ethic and initiative. Yeah. And so, you know, the way you get to that is you show by example, right? Yeah. Let me give you, let me give an example of this. 
we just moved uh, downtown. Like we, we moved from out in the country just a little bit to, to almost downtown, have a really small yard. Uh, this is not the best use of my time, but we decided that I was going to cut the grass. It takes me 30 minutes to cut the grass, right. but it's not just going to be me. This just started like two weeks ago. So I got an electric lawnmower and all this stuff. And by the way, I'm a blue collar guy. I am not above doing anything to my own detriment. Sometimes I do (laughs) things that I shouldn't do because I'm built to work. Yeah. But what the reason why I did that is it only takes me 30 minutes, right? I want my kids to see me cutting the grass and I want my kids to cut the grass to establish that work ethic. Yeah. Right. You know, clearly uh, depending on, you know, how much you make or whatever your goals are, or whatever. Again, I know some people will listen to us be like, well, that's not the best use of your time. It is the best use of my time yeah. if I'm teaching a lesson, yeah. right? Like I came again, blue collar family. Everybody was always working with their hands, right? I'm not in that. I'm in the technology. I'm in the mobile technology business. I'm not working with my hands. Right. So I have to do things that they see Daddy does this and daddy does that. I mean, I have to teach my son to be a man. Yeah. Right. And a man just handles things. They take care of things. And, you know, when you have a life where other people are constantly taking care of things and don't get me wrong, those are nice to haves. You know, you know, they're, they aren't required, but there has to be some way that they can see. Not everybody pays other people to do things all the time. If right. that makes sense. I love it. I want to drive that point home. Like I grew up, um, you know, my father was killed when I was five. And so my mother, oh, my mother was my role that. model. I appreciate that, man. But I, I'm telling you, I wouldn't be the man I am today if that hadn't happened to me. But my mother would, I mean, we lived on a, a farm whenever, you know, whenever my dad was killed. And so we had a lot of things to mow and cut and weed eat. And my mom didn't hire anybody to do it. She went out there and went to work. And so I remember as a little kid, like, I wasn't even, I was barely big enough to push the lawnmower. Like I had to, you know, hands were over my head, but I'm like, if my mom is doing that, that means I need to be doing that. And so she doesn't have to, and I'm five, six, seven years old. And I remember that like it was yesterday, man. And so that was something that was ingrained into my brain. So I think you're a hundred percent right. And it's not about that you are, it is a valuable, it is a valuable use of your time because you're teaching all three of your kids that like, Hey, we're not above anything. And when work needs to be done, work, needs to be done and you said something very important like you're teaching your you know your son how to be a man I think we've got it way away from that in in our world today whereas like it's not even safe to be a man anymore and so I think you know hats off to you for understanding <laughs> understanding that, that that needs to be taught man so I think that's a valuable 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 lesson I love that yeah story. I mean so I cut the grass th- so I got the lawnmower two weeks ago I cut the grass one time it's got to be cut again this weekend I'm not going to cut it right I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to help my son, right. my daughter, like they're all going to get a turn. Yeah. And they're all, I mean, like, you know, I, I came from the country and we had a ton of pine cones. And so yeah. my dad was a long haul truck driver. So my mom essentially did most of my raising, let's right. say. And I always say the same thing as you like my mama raised me, right. You know, yeah. she, she gave me chores. I went out there and picked up pine cones. Uh, the, the house that we moved from, to move uh, closer into downtown Raleigh, um, it had like 40 pine, uh, 40 pine yeah. trees there. Yeah, I couldn't wait to cut those things. They were gone. I mean, I picked up so many pine cones when I was a kid. I'm like, 
it was a good experience for my kids to do it. But uh, but yeah, man, work ethic is I really believe that it's going to be the differentiator uh, in the future um, because yeah. everybody's taking the easy road because technology has made it easy. And I, I think I want to drive home this point as well. I mean, you know, I, I know a little bit about your your wife seems to be an amazing, you know, you guys seem to be in very much in unison. Badass. And, She's a yeah, complete badass. Yeah, Let me yeah, just throw that out there. I agree with you. I love everything about her. Um, has Have you guys always been on that same page as far as like the domination mindset and like get things done and how it's, how it's work, how it's going? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, I, I used to, my first marriage didn't work out and, and, it's because we were so different yeah. uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, listen, people become who they're supposed to be. They're raised the way that they're raised. And sometimes you don't realize how different you are until, you know, much later on. And, um, but Leanne and I are, I, it's crazy how identical we are. That whole opposites attract thing. I don't believe it. I, yeah. I don't believe it at all. So yeah, I mean, Leanne came from the same kind of background that I did and, and she took a different path in her adult. She went through ho the hotel business. So she learned how to manage hotels and operations and guest services and all that stuff. And she worked a lot of long hours. So that work ethic is also instilled in her. Yeah. And that woman, I, I've never seen anyone just take action like that woman does. It, it's, 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 people just don't know, man. If, 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 if we had someone following her around with a camera, I mean, it would just blow people's minds how much she does and how yeah. quickly she does it. Like I'm still like, she says I'm the hardest working person that she knows, but I'm going to tell you something. She's the hardest working person that I know. And she's the one who, who instantaneously takes action like anyone else I've ever seen before. And yeah. that's not because I'm trying to get on a good side. I stay. No, side. no, I agree. I mean, I've, you know, I follow both you guys and I, I definitely, you know, you're, you know, you're, you're preaching the truth there. How important do you think that is for the success of just of, of the whole thing, right? Of the, the big equation of the kids and the business. And I mean, cause being an entrepreneur is, you know, is challenging to say the least. How vital is that, that you've got a piece of the puzzle with you that is in such unison and, and you know, synergistic, you know, approach? I could continue to do it without her, but it would be exponentially harder. And, and, and I say that because I, I probably, I was probably in business for like seven years. I'm trying to think here it's prior to her, yeah, uh, prior to us getting together uh, and these last 10 years, something like that, 10 years, um, has just been so much better because, uh, and don't get me wrong, we've had two downturns during that time, you know, 2014, we had a downturn for just a perfect storm of things. You know, it's not always, uh, you know, sunshines and rainbows, right? No. Uh, and then last year we had a downturn for obvious reasons, right? right? Uh, and, she has made it so much easier for me to develop the confidence that I have the support system to, to push through these things. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, hats off to people who are not married and they've ran a business all the, all these years and everything. I can tell you it is exponentially easier to run a business when you have the, your other half that is a thousand percent on the same page. Yeah. We I don't agree. question each other. We, you know, she's like, my intuition says we should do this. Boom, we're going to do that. 
you know, I think we should do this. Boom, we're going to do that. I mean, it's and and we just throw all the support that we have behind each other and we just make it work, man. I mean, Love it's it. it's I am I am, you know, I truly feel like I'm the luckiest man alive. And again, yeah. I'm saying all this stuff, not to, I mean, not to try to get on her good side. It's yeah. just the truth. I mean, when you have someone that is a thousand percent by default, by default on the same page as you. Right. I mean, the sky's the limit and, and where we're going because of the relationship that we have and because of the um, the blind trust that we have. Yeah. I mean, dude, we're going to do some big things this next this next half of our lives. So I love that. I mean, I'm in the same position you are. I consider myself to be the luckiest person on the planet. My significant other is exactly the same way. Um, and I, I just I always try to get people to understand the the value in that, like of having that relationship that is so you know, and like, like you said, it's never, it's not all perfect all the time, but when you're on the same page and you both have the same vision and the same mission and the same outcome for life, it just makes everything else so much easier. And I, and I think that's where a lot of relationships go south is that, you know, you kind of get in those places and spaces where the two don't understand each other's long-term vision. And that can, that can create a lot of riff and a lot of problem. Let's talk about this. Cause I think, you know, people get this idea because it, you know, I, I've kind of shifted back to the the social media technology world. I mean, it's a highlight reel for lack of a better term for a lot of people. You know what I mean? Like you, you mentioned earlier, like the gurus of like, you know, and I've had a few situations that have come in front of me and I want, I want you to kind of expand on this. You know, I'll see people online, right? And it's like, oh my God, must be amazing. And then they'll actually reach out to me or I'll actually know them. And the story will be infinitely different. Like, I'm about to go out of business. I'm struggling with my relationships. I'm struggling with my own belief system. But just 30 minutes before that, they posted, my life is amazing. Follow me. Do what I say to do. And your life can be like my life. And I'm like, but I just read, you just said, what if I posted that on, on Facebook under your post? How would you feel about it? Why is it? Why are we doing that, Chris? Because one of my core values is, I will be who I am right here, right there, over here, over there, Wednesday, Tuesday. I don't care where it is, when it is. I'll never say anything that's not authentically me. And I feel like you're the same way. I don't know you well enough to say, to say I can, but I guarantee you you're the same way just because I follow your stuff and you're, you're somebody who admits when it's this and when it's that. Like, I mean, just what are your thoughts on that? As as somebody with kids and all that whole nine yards, like, what do you think? About I, that uh, I, 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 my thought on that is I, I despise fakeness. Oh, me too. Like, you know, I, I, I'm allergic to, I, I, I blurted that out one time, which I'm like, I'm allergic to being <laughs> fake. I, I, I mean, when I, if, if you, you follow me. So there mm -hmm. was a period where I was just MIA mm -hmm. and if I'm not feeling it, I won't post. I won't, I won't do it. I won't feed a bunch of fake crap yeah. um, out there because I mean, I don't have a whole lot of followers, but the people that I do have pay attention. And, yeah. um, and, you know, I started posting again uh, recently and posting isn't a job. I mean, like wow. it, it's just, but I feel like we have a duty. If you can take an experience, if you take a, a thought process and you feel that it could benefit other people, it's our duty to put that out there. Yeah. It just is. And, you know, I went through this really dark period early, uh, earlier in the year. Um, it was the you know, second time I've had depression in my adult life. And this time was really tough. 
And it was, a, again, kind of a perfect storm of a lot of things that, that came together. Yeah. Um, but I, I put it out there. I'm like, listen, depression is horrible. Like, I mean, I, it was the this was the darkest period of my life. And a lot of people are like, what? You, Chris yeah. Saunders? Like, right. no, dude, we all go through it. And people that try to claim that they don't, and, and good for them that they don't, but do they really not go through it? Like, yeah. because... I really believe that we have to be authentic. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I cannot stand those. I wouldn't say those people, but the, what you just mentioned earlier, yeah. oh, everything's good, but everything's falling apart. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, the highlight reel is just the highlight reel. I wanted to quit two times in the last two weeks. Like I'm not going to, I've wanted right. to quit a thousand times in the right. last 17 years I've been in business, but I'm not a quitter. Right. You know, like I'm not a quitter. Complex problems that have to be solved require, you know, a lot of mental capacity. And whenever you're just going on the hamster wheel all day long and you've got a big problem, it's easy to look at it and be like, it's not again. I don't want to do this anymore. I could yeah. go work with someone else. But I'm not a quitter. Yeah. And I'm not just going to put out there, I want to quit. Right but I'm just not going to talk about it. I'm going to deal with it and I'm going to keep moving on, you know? Hey, if you don't mind, man, I think, sure. I mean, I feel like a lot of people are in where maybe you've been yeah. and they say to themselves like, well, I don't even know what the first thing to do is or the second or much less the 10th thing to do to, to, to just start to feel better. And, and I want to preface this by saying you are, I mean, you're, I would, I would classify you as a pretty positive pretty, you know, dude, ready to go. Like, you know, yeah. Hey, I know I got one gear, baby. It's yeah. go. I, tell I know that, yeah. that all the time. Yeah. You're all gas, no break. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, with that said, I think it would be valuable if you're willing to share, like what are just maybe one or two or three things that you did when you were in that, that dark place, as you described to get closer to the light, just, just well, practical things, man, that people could do when they yeah. feel that way. So first things first, I got right with God. Okay. Uh, you know, I was raised in, in, in you know, I, I was raised Southern Baptist. God made Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve, fire and brimstone, lake of fire, like all of that. Right. Yeah. And it, it was a little overwhelming as a kid in church, yeah. just hearing those things. And, and, and listen, my parents are still devout Southern Baptists. And I mean, they, their religion and their values associated with religion. I mean, it really made me who I am. Yeah. Right. But I kind of was like, maybe it, this is maybe supposed to be different. Right. So I kind of got away from, from that for years and years and years, but I know I've always been a good person, but um, so God, I got right with God and I got right with God through my friends. Right. So God, the right friends. I was going to ask right you, what, is that, what does that system. mean? What does that yeah, mean? So, yeah, yeah. So, 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 so let's frame this out. So number one, I got right with God. Without God, you know, pretty much nothing's possible. Number two, having the right support system with Leanne and my wife. Okay. Number three is having the right peer group. And then number four is getting your, your, your nutrition and fitness in line. Okay. So, so I had a really rough weekend. Uh, you know, when I was going through this period, uh, I would go, 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 go during the day, like, because you're an entrepreneur, you're a business owner, you got to go, 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 right? And then at night, whenever the kid, we got finished with the day, the kids were down, 
you know, the last few emails and everything responded to it. And then we, you know, we would lay down and, and, and Leanne would say, so how are you feeling? How are you doing? And that's whenever I would just lose it or whatever. Right. Yeah. Well, I had a really bad weekend. I'm talking really bad. And uh, I, I called a few friends that I have, right. That are, that I know, love and trust. Uh, Brian Hess, um, Brad Modrich and Nehemiah Curtin. And these are three Arte guys. And, uh, you know, I talked to all three of them kind of about what I was going through and they all had the same exact response. And that's, man, you need to give it to God. You need to get right with God. You need to give it to God. You need to let God handle it. And then you need to, you need to be at peace with this because you're not in control. And, you know, when you have three people like that, that you look up to, that are successful, that are good human beings, and they all three say the same exact thing because they all three went through similar situations that I was going through. And they all three said, once I decided to give it to God, my life instantaneously got better. Let me and pause you know what, Jay? Yeah. That is exactly what happened. That is exactly what happened. I want to pause you because I, I want to ask you a question. Yeah. Are, are you normally a vulnerable guy like that? And, and were you, and I assume that you were authentically vulnerable with these three oh, conversations. Yeah. Are yeah. you, are you normally like that on a daily basis? Cause that, cause for, for, for men, sometimes that's a hard thing to do, right? For me, I'm all, I'm uber vulnerable. I think it's because of my past and what I've, what I've kind of grown to and through. Yeah. But how are you usually in a situation? Are you usually vulnerable? Do you usually hold that I'm in? I'm pretty transparent. I, I'm pretty the first one to say, ah, oh, I messed that up. Or, or uh, I, you know, one of the most challenging and most embarrassing things that I deal with still on a daily basis is lack of organization. And I really believe that my lack of organization comes from my go, go, go. You know, I'm an energy guy, right? Yeah. Um, and so I, I am always, you know, talking with, you know, various people about I how they that. keep it together and that type of stuff. And, you know, so there's a lot of things that people just kind of, they see my highlight reel and yeah. they assume that I have it all together and that, you know, I'm always positive. And I'm going to tell you, man, like that, that depression almost, almost put me under, man. It was, it was rough, but I got right with God through my friends. And I've always known I've needed to be right. I mean, look, they, you know, they call people like me backslidden, you know, uh, and and so I've always known that I needed to do that. And honestly, for my family, my family needs it, you know, more than ever uh, okay. with the world and the situation that it's in. I um, I started 75 hard. Okay. Uh, and I mean, within a within two weeks. I mean, I, I had, there's more, right. But I started sure. 75 hard, but within two weeks, I felt like a completely different person. So nutrition and fitness were in check. I've been in, you know, pretty, I was going through pretty intense therapy during the time. And I'm not talking about, and no offense to anyone who's in the, the Blue Cross Blue Shield network. We're not talking about a $40 copay therapist. We're talking yeah. about a specialist who right. focuses specifically in entrepreneurs. Her name's Heather and she's unbelievable. So all of those things brought me out of it. Um, and I'll never go there again. And I can tell you why I'll never go there again. It's because I went through it. You know, things happen to you or for you. Most people allow things to happen to them and they dwell on it and that type of stuff. 
but there's a small percentage of us. And I had to learn this the hard way that will look at things and say, that happened for me. What did I learn? Right. Well, number one, I learned my relationship with God needs to be on point and it needs to be a direct relationship. Okay. Number two, I've got to continue to surround myself. Leanne is here by default. She can't get rid of me. I'm like an old stray dog. She can run me to the edge of the yard, but I'll be back on the porch. Um, so Leanne, Leanne, you know, having that right support system in the house is good. Therapy. Uh, and then, uh, you know, fitness and nutrition. It's amazing. And you know this. It's amazing what will happen to someone when they start eating right and they start exercising. Yeah. And they do it consistently enough to where it starts to click. That's what, and you know, you know, it takes about yeah. two weeks. Oh, yeah. It takes it about two weeks. Yeah. And about two weeks after I made the, the decision um, to not only get right with God, but to work on, to get myself back in shape and, shape and get my fitness back together, I felt like a completely different person. And I haven't, what's interesting is, um, and again, we'll be vulnerable here. I cried more tears in like a 90 to 120 day period. Tears of sorrow through a 90 to 120 day period. I cried more tears then than I have my entire life. Since then, since then, I've only cried tears of joy where I've gotten really excited. I've gotten, I've been very proud of what the comeback that I've made, proud of the opportunities, proud of, you know, where the business is going. And I just look back and I'm just, sometimes I just get so overwhelmed with emotion that the tears just come. And it's not because I'm not crying about how hard it is. I'm crying about the opportunity. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so I really believe I was able to really get in touch with my inner self a lot more. Um, I mean, it's been needed for decades. Yeah. So. Something I wrote down when you were, when you were saying all that is, and I think this is a really a great point. Um, you changed as opposed to just changing the situation. So I think what a lot of people do in this scenario is they try to change the situation, right? They'll change the they'll change, they'll try to change the environment. And what they don't realize is we take ourselves with us everywhere we go. And so you said something very powerful. You said, I'll never go back there again. Never. And I, and I think the reason you can say that with conviction is because you evolved and changed as opposed to simply just changing the, the situation. Because as you and I both know, there's going to be other situations. There's going to be other opportunities for you to either A, go through this thing again, or B, handle it in a different fashion because of who you've grown and evolved into be. So I just want to recap. So I think vulnerability was probably one of the greatest gifts that you have that allowed you to come out of this because you were able to pick the phone up and call those three, you know, circle of success peer group members. Everybody got on the same page. You realized that you weren't in ultimate Same control. exact statements, by the way. Yeah. Different people. Yeah. Give it to God. Yeah. Give it to God. <clears throat> and I think, I think, we get those messages a lot and we overlook them, right? It would have been very easy for you to have been like, okay, guys, appreciate you, hang up, appreciate you, hang up. But you actually got, heard the messages, listened to them and actually did the implementation into that. And then you, you started treating your body and your brain with respect through, I, I think a lot of people get confused about fitness and nutrition. Like, I think when you hear those words, you say, you think, oh, well that, you know, the guy at the pool with the six pack and the, you know, the big, the, oh, look at that guy. He's in shape. That's not what fitness and nutrition is about. It's way more than that. It's about you respecting yourself. And then in through that, you can do, be, do, and have anything you want. Like it's hard to, it's hard to respect yourself in business and in your relationships and everything else. If you don't have a, enough self-respect to treat yourself, you know, 
with love. The two, the two are connected. Totally. They really are. I mean, I was talking with Leanne this morning, like I need to ramp it up. I need to start running more so yeah. that I can get this stress, the stress that I'm under right now. Like I need to get it out. Every, everything begins and ends right here. Yeah. I so mean, the I'm stress a- that I have right now needs to be released. I agree. How am I going to release that? I'm going to run. Right. People always ask me, like, what what do you do when it gets heavy? And so I'm lucky enough. I own my own gym in my office. I have my Peloton. So it's like I, I have trained myself that in the face of chaos, overwhelm, adversity, I move my body first. It's the first thing I do. I don't try to solve the problem. I don't try to I don't try to navigate around it. I'm just like, OK, you get you move your body and then we'll figure out the rest of it. And it's yeah. been it has been one of the most pivotal. And move your body doesn't mean you have to go around a 5K. It could be simply walking around the building. Yeah. You know what I mean? I love that, man. I love that you were vulnerable enough, A, to do those things you did to get you get yourself out of those places and that you have that group of, of people that will, you know, that help guide you and whatever. And I see behind you, you've got the word core values written on the yeah. wall. I mean, for me, here's what I think about core values. I just think about them in the, in the vein of this, like, it's how I make all my decisions. And if I can, if I get a question and I don't necessarily know the answer immediately, all I have to do is plug it into my core values yeah. and it will spit the answer out to me. I don't need, I don't even need to be smart. I yeah. just have to say, is it in alignment with my core values? Talk to me about that. Like how important are those to you? And are those your personal business or both? They're both. They're okay. both. I, I mean, love that. Go, go the extra mile. Mm-hmm. Always be grateful. Do the right thing. Urgency is essential and create a positive impact. Like those are our core values that integrated. Those are my core values. Um, you know, they I ran this company for so many years without any kind of core values and that yeah. type of stuff. I was just a sales guy who wanted to not work in corporate America, but still wanted to be in the mobility space. And, you know, it wasn't until I got into the Arte Syndicate when I got surrounded by some of the people that I that I mentioned. Yeah. Um, but Andy and Ed and all the things that we've learned that, I mean, I've just completely transformed um, this company and I've transformed personally yeah. um, as well. And so now, I mean, this is, these are, I mean, these are paramount. Yeah. Like, you live these in core values. Like this is who we are. They're in all my presentations. Like I'm proud of those core values yeah. because we're not, we are trying to do the right thing and, and, and create an impact. You know, we're not just sourcing a product. We're trying to provide an experience. So. Yeah, I think a lot of times people think about core values. Like, hey, that's cute. It goes on a business card or on your website or on the wall. But there's a difference when you actually live by those values. And like all yeah. your decisions are predicated on those and your entire team. And I, when I say team, it could be your family, it could be the work thing. And I love the fact that you use both for both because I'm the same way. My business core values are my life core values because for me, I am, I have to be that same version of Jay, both places. I don't get to pick and choose when I, when I show up. Right. I am who I am, regardless of where I'm at or who I'm in front of, you know, I I mean, it just, I talk to everybody like they're my cousin. No one's better than me. I'm not better than them. We're all people just trying to, you know, trying to make it, trying to make a, you know, again, a positive impact. Yeah. Um, So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I want to finish, man, by circling back to the first thing we talked about, and that's the domination mindset, because I think some people hear the word domination, they're like, oh, gosh, you shouldn't do that, because then somebody, you and I both know that's not what we're talking about, so explain to me, like, what that, what does domination mean to you? 
Well, for me, domination. So like, it, it means this, nobody's going to do it for you. Nobody's going to do it for you. The money isn't going to show up on your front porch. Okay. Yeah. Unless you win the lottery or you get some kind of inheritance, your schoolwork isn't going to do itself. If you've got a test and you and you know you've got a test, you better put into work to make sure that you're successful at that test. Uh, you know, the grass isn't going to mow itself. Uh-huh. It, it gets down to this, making a decision. I mean, you know, it started with what are you going to do today, Dominic? But, and then it, and it's how you do anything is how you do everything. And I try uh-huh. to break that down with Will, with his mind. He likes to do Minecraft. I'm like, I want you to do your schoolwork like you do your Minecraft. You know, Ella's great at makeup. Okay, what's the best thing that you do? Makeup. Okay, cool. I want you to do your schoolwork like you do the make. Do it the same level of intensity, the same level of commitment. Um, And and those are just small examples, but it's like, if you're going to do it, do it right. If you're going to do it, go as hard as you can. And, you know, the rest will take care of itself. Um, So for me, dominating is just doing the best that you could possibly do, certainly better than you were yesterday. So like, for instance, um, Ella just got her uh, her test scores back and, and it was just a couple points under a, under an A. And she's like, I'm so sorry I didn't get an A. And I'm like, Ella, baby, you did great, okay? All we have to do is try to be better than we were yesterday. Yeah. Be better on the next test that you were on this one, right? So, you know... That to me is what dominating is. It isn't, you know, you know, walking in and, and like uh, on Step Brothers whenever they do the joint interview, it isn't walking <laughs> in and getting the piles of paper right. or whatever. It's just knowing that you gave everything that you could give. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's for me, I think it's an internal thing. I just, I just launched a podcast this week and I, it's called The Enemy of Excellence. And I think the enemy of excellence is great and the enemy of great is good. And in my opinion, like where I am today, and this is kind of how I, I view the world is great is simply just average now, right? And like good is, holy crap, like I don't want anything to do with that. And so if I get rid of both of those and everything I do is has that excellence level of commitment, because I have some of the same beliefs. I say ABR all the time, like always be ready, right? And if you're always ready, you've got that domination mindset and you're not going to settle for anything for less than excellence from yourself. So yeah, yeah. that's where it all starts is like, that yeah. internal level of excellence. And then once you do that, then you stop it. You stop, you stop tolerating less than excellence from everything else and your world just expands and gets so much more amazing and so much more awesome. Dude, you're a rock star, man. I, I wanted to have you on because hey, I love the energy. I love your domination mindset. I love what you're doing with your kids. I think you are, you know, if I had to say, hey, man, just a good dude, good dad, all those things, like you'd be on that poster. So. Oh, dude, I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, I, look, I'm just, I'm just living life and being real. I love that. You know? And, yeah. and, you know, when I get an opportunity to capture certain things, I do. And I don't always remember to, 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 to post or be like, dang, I should have caught that on video or whatever. But you know what, man, I mean, but the, the right people are seeing it. And that's those kids. And that's the people that are in your internal circle and Leanne and all that. So you know, I, I love it when you post because it I get, first of all, you make me laugh, which I love. I love to be entertained. And then there's always a message behind it. Like whenever you do the thing with the kids in the car, I do it with them. I'm like, what are you going to do today? I'm like, dominate. You know, you, so, so let the kids know that there's a joker out in California, man, from Texas, who's, who's mouthing the same words. So I'm going to call Chris in the morning and be like, hey, man, you mind going over that with me? Oh, bro. I appreciate that. Like, seriously, I, I, I there's no money in it for me. No. Right. I just do it because I know who I used to be 
And I know where I came from and where I came from made me who I am. And I just don't want my kids and I to, 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 I want them to skip a few levels because they have the mindset that I didn't have at a much earlier age, Yeah, you know, and if I can do that for them, they're going to excel far beyond the mediocrity that they're surrounded by. And that's my job, brother. I can yeah. run a business. I can exit from multiple millions. Yeah. But at the end of the day, did I get those three humans ready for yeah. life? Yeah, it's your obligation. Period. 100%. It is. It is the biggest responsibility and it's my biggest mission. Yeah. So if I can have them every day pledge allegiance to that flag Love or it. say, you know, I'm going to dominate. If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Like that is what it's about. Because yeah. if I don't get them ready and their failures, I fail. Yeah, I agree I with you, man. So, I agree yeah. with you. I mean, you know what? Well, we got lucky. We, you know, two Southern mothers, you know, doing what they did probably crafted us to be able to do what we do today. Yep. And yep. we didn't even know it at the time, right? Like we were just, you know, a couple of probably little jokers doing the I things. tell everybody that asked me, I was raised right. And yeah. I was. Yeah. I was raised right. I respect my elders. I'm always thankful and I work hard. Yeah. These are three things that my mama taught me and I, it, it never left me. And I, it's my job to do the same thing with them, but mix in the mindset that I've picked up over the last, you know, five years being around Arte and all that stuff. Well, and, and, and let's, I don't want to, I don't want to miss this point too. I think you make it fun too, man. Like I, when I see their faces, when you say that, they're like, my dad's crazy, man, but I love this dude. And I, I, I love that about the, the energy that you have with, with your kids. So I want to drive that point home. I think what you're doing with that little tiny thing is massively impactful. Cause like I said, I don't even have kids, but I think into my brain when I see that, and I know, so there's people with kids that are like, you know what? I, maybe I could, maybe I could do a little more of that. You know what I mean? And if we can get a little more of that man in the world that we're, we're living in today, like, I mean, that they can't do anything but bring positivity and, and awesomeness to it. So well, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just close out with this one thing um, to just to kind of demonstrate the fact that it's working. So um, my son is, Will, is all about Minecraft. And I'm like, we need to be all about cutting that grass and not like, and not like, you know, being constantly, uh, you know, in sports and everything and sports and everything is just jacked up since COVID. So yeah. I got I got to do something to get him competitive and to develop work ethic. But um, but he was talking to Bailey in the back of the car and uh, he's like, I, it's it's too hard. I can't create this server or whatever. And Bailey says to him, it just melted my heart. I caught this in real time. She said, "Will nothing's too hard. All you have to do is keep trying. And I'm like, this is my, my eight-year-old about to be nine-year-old. And it just made me so proud. And like, I wasn't even involved in the conversation. They were yeah. just chit-chatting in the back on the way to school. And I was like, yes, yes. You know, and then, you know, again, with Ella saying, hey, I didn't make an A, but I was just like, she, she knows that she needs to push harder. So yeah. it, it's starting to work, but it's not easy. It no. requires consistency like anything else so anyway i love it dude hey man i appreciate your vulnerability your honesty your enthusiasm your awesomeness and thanks for uh thanks for doing the show i know there's gonna be some massive value taken from this brother i well, appreciate thank it. you for having me on man i really appreciate it and love it. you know when, when someone says hey i got this or that from what you put out there that i mean that's the reason why i do it yeah. i mean it's the reason why i do it you know yeah. i mean again there's no there's no paycheck for putting out 
motivational posts. Now, do you know what the paycheck for this episode, man, is going to be you change somebody else's life just with your vulnerability and honesty. And I thank you, brother, for coming on the show. Guys, thank you for listening to the Thrive Forever Fit Show. We'll be back next week with another awesome episode. Chris, love you, brother. You're awesome, man. You too, man. Appreciate you. Guys, thanks for listening to that episode. Chris is an amazing dude. His vulnerability is unbelievably awesome. I hope you enjoyed the show as much as I did. If you did, please like, subscribe, share, do all the amazing things to help more people hear the message of amazing people like Chris that I know is going to change somebody's life. Also, guys, go to thriveforeverfit.com. Scroll down. There's going to be a giant orange button that says Join the Wellness Lab Launchpad. It's my free Facebook group. It's for anybody and everybody who is looking for a safe place to get information and content, much like Chris's episode on fitness, nutrition, mindset, and all the things that makes life more awesome for all of us. Again, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another rock star episode. Love you, and we'll see you soon.